Ryan McGee, we are not even talking about practice. We're talking about jerseys and college football. Yeah, and that's that's a sensitive subject because, you know, <laughs> people like what they like. And in college football, they really like what they like. And a lot of times they've liked it for 100 years, particularly uh, in South Bend, Indiana. But yeah, oh, yeah, the jerseys will be the talk of the stadium this Saturday night. Yeah, number nine, Notre Dame, taking on number six, Ohio State and South Bend. And the Irish are not going to be wearing their usual blue jerseys. They've got an alternate jersey all geared up. What is it? It's green. Green jerseys. And and everyone automatically thinks, all right, this is just another school doing another alternative jersey. This happens all the time. But at Notre Dame, not only does it not happen all the time, when they do, it's a really big deal. But there's a history behind the green. This is not just some Oregon, hey, let's change it up this weekend. This is a big deal. Schools have whiteouts. Schools have blackouts. Schools have all these outs when it comes to colors. And now what Notre Dame is hoping for, at least Marcus Freeman, head coach of Notre Dame, is hoping for a green out. We want to see a lot of green in here. That's the, the cool thing about Saturday is, is we got green jerseys, and um, I don't know if they're calling it a green out, but we want to see a lot of green. Yeah, yeah. Well, green seems like a natural fit. They are the fighting Irish after all. Uh, you just wrote a full deep dive into the history of these green jerseys for Notre Dame. And of course, anytime you talk about Notre Dame, there's that long history filled with so many legends. Uh, but there are also some haters out there. What did you find out about these green jerseys? I found out, as it typically is with Notre Dame, is that it's a really, really big deal in South Bend. It's a really, really big deal with the millions of Notre Dame fans around the country. But I can already feel the rest of college football going, you people are so important with your jersey conversation. But the history behind it, as with everything with Notre Dame football, is remarkable. And, of course, if you're going to talk Notre Dame football, uh, particularly in the last 50 years, you have to talk to Lou Holtz. And what Coach Holtz said was, he said, green on the uniforms is just like anything else whenever you were talking about Notre Dame football. And then I love this quote. He says, whenever you think you've gotten to the bottom of it, there's a whole other layer of history behind it. St. Patrick's Day, a sea of green. Shamrocks, again, green. Notre Dame's jerseys, not so fast. However, this Saturday night at Notre Dame Stadium, the Fighting Irish will be bringing back a look that has polarized its fans for decades, the green jersey. In Notre Dame's long and legendary history, this uniform has been worn at some of the Irish's greatest victories, and also at some of its most iconic losses. So today, Ryan McGee delivers the story on the birth, death, and multiple resurrections of when Notre Dame went green. I'm Michelle Steele. It's Thursday, September 21st. This is ESPN Daily. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? 
Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code DAILY. That's code DAILY. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. All right, McGee, I know you're a Star Wars guy, but we've actually asked you to come on today as our South Bend, Indiana Jones. See what I did there? Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Digging through, you know, the layers here of Notre Dame history to unlock the mystery of these green jerseys. So let's start at the beginning. When did this all start with the green jerseys? Well, it's interesting because, you know, again, with everything Notre Dame, it always goes back to Newt Rockney, right? With everything college football, it goes back to Notre Dame, whether people want to like that or not. And whenever it goes back to Notre Dame, it goes back to Newt Rockney. And, and you know, for folks that don't know, I mean, Newt Rockney is arguably, I think it's inarguably, uh, the most influential coach in the history of college football. He's been dead 82 years. He was killed in a, in a plane crash in 1931 while he was still the head coach of the team. He just won a national championship. He still owns the highest winning percentage of any football coach in the modern era. So, you know, of the last century. He introduced offensive and defensive schemes that we still see pieces of, you know, even in today's crazy game. And that's why Newt Rockney, not some guy at some shoe company in the last five years, Newt Rockney is the one who devised this idea of wearing green jerseys. You know what? I was told there would be no math on this podcast, but if he died in 1931, he's been dead for 92 years. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's a good point. You know yep. what? That's that's my role on this show. Yeah. It was, <laughs> and, and it's why I got into sports writing, because... Uh, because yeah, I realized right. very quickly I could not be an astronaut because there was math involved. I will, I will not say whether I used my iPhone calculator. So anyway, so Newt Rockney essentially chose these green uniforms because he was playing a little bit of chess while everybody else was playing checkers, right? He was. What Newt Rockney really contributed to the actual on-field game of football was he did not invent the forward pass, but he, he made it very popular and he modernized it. And part of that was, all right, if we're going to throw the ball downfield, now now let's keep in mind now, this is the 1920s. You know, what Notre Dame historians will tell you is that it was a game against Iowa in 1921 when Newt Rockney first put his team in green jerseys. Uh, There's no evidence to support that because, oh, by the way, all the pictures were black and white. Right. And and the reality is, is that most of the uniforms were gray and white or a dark navy blue. And so whenever Newt Rockney was going up against a Penn State, an Iowa, an Army, a Navy, teams that basically wore the same uniforms that Notre Dame wore, he wanted something that would allow his quarterbacks to look downfield and know where their targets were. Mm, Put them in green. That makes sense. Yeah, green green popped. And, and no other colors on the field back in the day did anything anywhere remotely close to popping. And so, yeah, I got to throw the football for Newt Rockney. I know where our receivers are. They're in the green. So it worked out, you know, with him, with Newt Rockney. How did things go after him with the green? 
Well, so we, we, as we said, Newt Rockney passed away, was killed tragically in a plane crash, had several successors over the next decade, and they wore green occasionally. But in 1941, Frank Leahy was named head football coach in Notre Dame. He's born in Nebraska, a son of Irish parents. I mean, his name's Leahy, right? He played tackle at Notre Dame. He coached at Boston College. I wrote this in the piece. He was only slightly less Irish Catholic than St. Patrick. I mean, this is the most Irish Catholic dude of all time. So naturally, what's Frank Leahy want to do? He's going to turn the uniforms green. And, and so really in the middle of World War II, and he actually served at one point, but he said, we're going to wear green full time. Those are the jerseys that they wore. You know, people think this is a one-off thing. Notre Dame's really never worn green jerseys except for special occasions. They wore green jerseys for years. I Somewhere mm. in my house, I have a copy of Life magazine from 1947, my father's all-time favorite player, Johnny Lujak, was on the cover of Life magazine wearing this super Technicolor green jersey. Those were the jerseys that Frank Leahy's teams wore and won a bunch of national championships. So if they won a bunch of national championships with these green jerseys, why didn't they just keep using them? Well, Leahy retired in 1953. It was a little shocking at the time. He hadn't been at the job that long. He won four national championships. Some Notre Dame fans say it should be five. Um, but over the next decade, the team wasn't very good. You know, I, I think about the fact that Paul Horning won, famously, infamously won the Heisman Trophy in 1956. Team won one game. Mm. And so as the team slid into mediocrity, they're still wearing the green jerseys. And so the green jerseys kind of had this bad taste in, in the mouths of Notre Dame fans because they associated the green jerseys with losing as opposed to what Frank Leahy did with them all those years. So when Era Parsegian uh, took over the program in 1964, one of the very first things he did was stick those green jerseys in the closet. So now he's the coach for a decade, wins a couple national championships, wins a bunch of New Year's Day bowl games, reestablishes the dominance that Notre Dame fans have been missing since the days of Frank Leahy, and they kind of forgot about those green jerseys because Era never used them. Era's like, our new color is navy blue. That's it. That became the baseline color for Notre Dame, and I think for a lot of fans to this day, they still think of that. But that changed after Era retired. So Era retired in 1974, and the green jerseys are fading out of memory. So when do they return? October 22nd, 1977, a ginormous football game. On a Saturday afternoon, this is the picture. As the two teams have warmed up and we're ready for game number 49 between the Southern California Trojans, the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, at Notre Dame Stadium in South Bend, Indiana. Notre Dame was hosting USC. And even folks that don't know about the green jerseys know probably about the entrance into this game. Uh, Notre Dame was ranked number 11 in the country, trying to make a run on a national championship. USC was number five, the best team on the West Coast. And Notre Dame during the pregame warm-ups, wore their very typical era Parsegian, you know, era dark blue jerseys and their gold pants. They go into the locker room. When they walked into the locker room, green jerseys were hanging in the lockers. Wow. But what do we do with these? They put them on when they come back out into the stadium and they and they came back out with this giant Trojan horse. 
that was built. I mean, when I say giant, I'm talking like 15, 20 feet tall. And they walk out onto the field. It was live on ABC. Keith Jackson lost his mind when first he saw the Trojan horse come out for a game against Troy, uh, against USC. Here comes the Trojan horse, and Notre Dame, for the first time, is coming out of the tunnel. And then he saw the team in these bright green jerseys with the gold pants and the gold helmets and Joe Montana and Bob Golick, all these guys. It was, uh, it was striking, especially on color television. You heard the reference about a green machine. Look at the jersey. That's a Notre Dame football team for the first time wearing green. You talk about stretching emotions, looking for an asset, finding an advantage, whatever it takes. The players, when they went back to the locker room, were given the green shirt. And here they come. And what was the reaction to all this from, from the crowd, from the players, from everybody there? The students lost their mind. And, and the players in particular, it's funny because uh, all the uniform changes you have now in college football, you know, the old school fans don't want it. And the coaches beg. They listen, the teenagers want these alternate jerseys. The teenage players for Notre Dame that day lost their mind. The teenage students in the grandstand went crazy. They actually jumped the wall, went onto the field, and kind of created this extended tunnel for the team as they went out on the field. And, oh, by the way, uh, Notre Dame also actually destroyed USC that day and went on to win a national championship. 49-19, they won that game. And who thought up the idea to return to the green jerseys for that game? Dan Devine had, had taken over, needed something to spark the program. Uh, and and actually our old buddy Digger Phelps, you know, with ESPN all these mm. years, college basketball. He was yeah. the college basketball coach at Notre Dame at the time. And uh, Dan Devine and Digger Phelps called the captains in middle of the week. And they said, we want to do this with the green jerseys. And it's funny talking to the old players because what they'll say is, we're like, okay, so we'll wear them for a game, you know, on down the road. And then they realize, oh, no, wait. Uh, Digger and Dan are saying, we're going to wear them this weekend. And Dan Devine stuck with them. That became, green became really the primary color for Notre Dame you know, for the next four seasons, all the way through the end of 1980. And it was either green jerseys at home or it was green numbers on white jerseys on the road. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he won 31 games to only nine losses in a tie. Okay, coming up, how some view the green jerseys as the curse and not the luck of the Irish. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home some huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. 
Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. So, McGee, we heard about the genesis of the green jersey, its rise, its fall, its rise again. Some folks did see it as a jinx and it was retired for a little bit. Do people still think in 2023 there is still a curse on this green jersey? They do. And and the reason is because, so after Dan Devine retires, you know, they went into another funk for several years and they had a couple of wins, but but a lot of bad losses with those green jerseys. And again, what do you associate it with? And then people will start pointing to things like, well, you know, that game in 1921 when Newt Rockney used them, we lost that game to Iowa. You know, and suddenly that's what it became. And uh, when Lou Holtz took over the program in 1986 with, with the specific orders are of you are supposed to rejuvenate the greatest program in the history of college football, um, the first thing he did was, all right, well, he goes, I loved Eric Persigan. Those are the uniforms we're going to wear. Yeah. And so, again, the green jerseys were buried in the back of the wardrobe. So which games stand out in the curse category? Well, Lou Holtz only used green twice. And he did it in bowl games that, quite frankly, Notre Dame probably hadn't deserved to be in. Uh, the one I think of is the 1992 Sugar Bowl against Steve Spurrier in Florida. And he put a white jersey with green numbers on Jerome Bettis, and Jerome Bettis went crazy. You know, he rushed for 150 yards, had a couple touchdowns, and the Irish, you know, upset Steve Spurrier's, you know, Florida Gators 39-28. The second time Lou Holtz tried that was in the Fiesta Bowl against Colorado, and they were destroyed. My dad was actually one of the referees in that game. Oh, yeah. His, his successor, Bob Davey, he pulled out green jerseys for the 1999 Gator Bowl, and they lost to Georgia Tech by a touchdown. Tyrone Willingham. Uh, Notre, so in 2002, Tyrone Willingham had Notre Dame 8-0. They're ranked fourth in the country, yep. and everybody's like, here we go. Notre yep. Dame is back. And then they pulled out the green jerseys and lost to Boston College, who was not no. ranked. And then they lost eight of the next 12. And by the end of the next season, Tyrone Willingham was gone. Remember the Bush push? The Bush push game in 2005? One of the greatest games, I would argue, in the history of college football. There's not a cloud in the sky, but there is electricity in the air at Notre Dame Stadium, overflowing for the 77th renewal of one of college football's top games. The crowd went absolutely crazy when they saw the Irish coming out in their green jerseys. Notre Dame lost that game wearing green jerseys. Liner going to try to sneak it ahead. He got in. And two years later, Charlie Weiss pulled them out again against USC because it was the anniversary of the 1977 game, and they lost 38 to nothing. So you can imagine at this point, you're only pulling the green jerseys out occasionally, and it feels like every single time that you do, 
it's a bad loss. So even the people who had great memories of green jerseys were like, yeah, uh, feel free to send those away to the Goodwill. That's another reason why Notre Dame fans uh, have a little bit of an axe to grind. Eh, Maybe not even a little bit of an axe to grind with Charlie Weiss. (laughs) But in addition to his record, had a bad record on the jersey front as well. So what's changed since then that makes this green jersey now maybe a good decision for Saturday? Well, the struggle for Notre Dame has always been, and I would argue it's like this for any of the really classic great programs over 153 years of college football, is that tug of war between staying true to your roots Mm. and staying true to the look that everyone has become used to, but then also being cool, right? Yeah. You you have to appeal to the 80-year-old businessman who has name is on the building and pays for everything, but you also have to appeal to a 16, 17-year-old five-star running back, right? You've got to appeal to both of these audiences at the same time. So let's let's look at Oregon, right? The Oregon Ducks kind of started this crazy time we have now of alternate uniforms seemingly every weekend from every team. Probably started 25 years ago. Notre Dame had to do something to compete with that. And so Brian Kelly um, and and, uh, Jack Swarbrick, the the athletic director, has been there forever. You know, they kind of concocted this idea of, you know, touring the country, playing big games. They called the Shamrock Series. And Brian Kelly inherited the Shamrock Series and saw this as an opportunity to, hey, you know what? Maybe we could introduce some alternate uniforms, including some green. Oh, so that's how they kind of eased back into it. Yeah. And honestly, the reviews are great on some jerseys. They aren't great on others, but the reality is, is that Brian Kelly used that Shamrock series, and he also used Senior Day as a way to employ green jerseys. He was five and one with green jerseys hmm. during his amazing tenure at Notre Dame. So, I mean, that's, that's not bad, right? It's certainly enough maybe to convince people that it's not a curse. Yeah, yeah, five and one. That's that's a good record in green jerseys. So that was him. That was then. This is now Marcus Freeman, the current coach at Notre Dame. What does Marcus Freeman want to see this weekend? He wants to see a green out. He said this during his press conference on Monday. He said it to me. I I want to see a green out. I want the fans to wear green. In fact, when he walked into his weekly press conference at the start of this week, he was wearing a green jacket uh, with a little lighter shade of green shirt underneath it. He had already started a green out at the podium for his press conference. We want to make sure there's as many Notre Dame fans as we can. And so I encourage our fans, man, make sure that you guys are here and and let's get as much green in this stadium as we can. And so he sees the opportunity to do something cool. And oh, by the way, you know, if it makes that place loud and and it, you know, creates unity among these fans in Notre Dame Stadium, and oh, by the way, you know, they beat Ohio State, which is something that they haven't done in South Bend in forever, well then, all right, maybe there's a little magic in that green. You know, Notre Dame doesn't play Ohio State very often. This is a marquee matchup. Two ranked teams. Could this game be the rise or the fall of the green jersey at Notre Dame, in your opinion? Well, so we've got USC in 1977, right? Okay. And then we've got USC in 2005, the Bush-Push game. Yeah. The end result of one is we should wear these all the time. 
the end result of the other is those things are cursed. So it's a it's a fickle deal is what I'm trying to say. We'll see how it goes. But but if if they win this game this weekend, yeah, I don't think it will matter what they wore. Uh, every you know, it's it's like your lucky underwear, right? If if you wear the same underwear every weekend and your team keeps winning, you just keep wearing the underwear. So maybe they'll just keep wearing green jerseys as long as they keep winning games. It worked for Frank Leahy. It worked for Dan Devine. We all know the headline: If Notre Dame loses on Saturday night, it ain't easy being green. Nice. Thank you so much, Ryan McGee. Thank you. I'm Michelle Steele. This has been ESPN Daily. I'll talk to you tomorrow.